today obviously is a day of prayer. Maybe you could fire up my wee presentation, Sophie. Um, and the area of prayer that I wanted to focus on today is listening, specifically listening, because listening is quite a hard thing to do. And prayer is such a big topic. We've spoken on it on many occasions. And uh, today I want to just hone in and focus in on this particular area. John chapter 10, verses 27 to 28 says this, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. It was just that whole thing about my sheep listen to my voice. Um, In the Middle East, the sheep will follow the shepherd. Here, we have a dog behind them, driving them. Well, I hope that that's not how we shepherd in this church, having a dog running after you and chasing you around the place. But Jesus, we need to remember, is the chief shepherd. He is the one who says about us that we are his sheep. And he says that my sheep listen to my voice. And another area in Scripture that says that we don't follow another, we listen only for his voice. And I sometimes that God is more willing to speak to us than we are to listen sometimes. And I want to just flick through some examples of how God has spoken and continues to speak. The first one, probably my favorite, is nature. And uh, God has demonstrated himself through nature. And it says here in Romans 1.20, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what he has made, so that men are without excuse. And the problem is that even with nature, we've come up with so many theories to explain things that we've missed, we've missed the point. Last night, I sat and listened to some incredible music. I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. Um, if you've ever saw that program, Highlands, uh, and the, the one before at Hebrides, and the music that went along with that, and we, we listened to this music, and we saw the wonderful pictures uh, on the screen, videos on the screen of God's creation, and I just found it so, so moving. And it just made, it reminded me that when it comes to God's creation, I get far more out of experiencing it than I do of trying to explain it and try to theorize what it's all about. God speaks through nature, and I hear his voice time and time again. Secondly, God has spoken to the prophets, but the prophets were mistreated, and the Bible is full of things that were spoken about many years before they came to pass, but in their day, the prophets were often misunderstood. And Jesus said about the prophets, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to, to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you are not willing. God has sent men to speak into the world, and we have rejected what they said. Prophecy, uh, the, the actual act of uh, sharing God's word. But we often treat prophecy as off the wall. The problem is that some prophecies, some things that people say are just a little bit off the wall. And so we need to test everything and be careful about what we listen to. But this is what Thessalonians says do not put out the Spirit's fire. Prophecy. Test everything, hold on to the good, and avoid every kind of evil. 
God speaks through the gift of prophecy, and we need to listen to that. God also speaks through miracles, but did you know that miracles don't necessarily lead people to believe or be inclined to seek after a speaking God? But sometimes people are looking for every other excuse to explain away the things that God does. Jesus answered, I did uh, did tell you, but you did not believe. The miracles I do in my Father's name speak for me, but you do not believe because you're not my sheep. Even in Jesus' day, when he was performing these incredible miracles, people did not believe. And I've, I've prayed this in the past, Lord, do some miracles here that people might see who you are and believe. And then I look at this and I think, it doesn't matter, because... God can do the miracles or not do the miracles. Some people just choose not to believe. And God is speaking right across this world today. And there are people who are saying, come and prove yourself. And God is speaking all the time. And they're just not seeing it. God also has spoken through his son, through Jesus. But even the Messiah was rejected and crucified says, therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. And time and time again, the apostles talk about Jesus, who was crucified, but was raised to life. A miracle. His very existence on the planet was a miracle. And yet we explain it away. It doesn't matter how many facts we present. It's still rejected And as Jesus was rejected, and bear in mind that God is trying to speak to us, he wants to speak into this world through the church, through you and I, and yet we are rejected as the Messiah was. You know, the church is growing rapidly throughout the world. However, in our culture in the UK, it's being increasingly marginalized. And Jesus said, and it's up on the screen there, if they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. And some of the places in the world where the church is growing are the places where it experiences the most intense persecution. Just some statistics. More than 200 million believers in the 50 countries where it is most difficult to be a Christian experience high levels of persecution because of their faith. Over 3,000 Christians have been killed for their faith in, 2018, in the 2018 reporting period, i.e. last year. This is stats from Open Door. More than any as in reporting period. Watch list countries are now classed as places of extreme persecution. And this is more countries than ever before in the 26 years of the world watch list. And the reality is that God is doing things in this world. God desires to speak into people's lives in this world. But often, we're going about like this. La, 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 la. Don't speak to me. I don't want to hear. And people don't want to listen. And yet we have a God who longs to speak. God speaks through all these methods and many more besides, not to mention the Bible as the Holy Spirit takes the words and brings them to life inside of us as we read it. But God's not limited 
to using the Bible to speak because there are people who are coming to faith in Jesus through having direct experiences, having visions at night with Jesus. God desires to speak, and he speaks in many different ways. One of the incredible testimonies in the Bible is of Moses. I'm going to flick up a wee picture here just so that we can picture him. Here he is at the burning bush. And this is what it says in Exodus 33:11. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face. Imagine that. Imagine meeting God face to face. What would you do if God in some way appeared here today in some kind of form that we could see with our eyes, appeared to us face to face and started coming and speaking to each of us the things that we needed to hear? Maybe some of them not so good, but we still need to hear them. Imagine what that would be like. Moses spoke to God face to face as a man speaks with his friend. This is what it says in Numbers 12, 6 6 to 8. When a prophet of the Lord is among you, I reveal myself to him in visions. I speak to him in dreams. And from time to time, we have people in the church who prophesy. We have prophets who come into the church as well. And they speak to us and they interpret what God is saying and share what he's saying. But this is not true of my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. With him I speak face to face, clearly and not in riddles. He sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak it against my servant Moses? Imagine speaking to God face to face. And we have that opportunity not only to speak to God, perhaps not face to face, but there's a connection between our spirits and God through the Holy Spirit where we can come before him and we can have a conversation with God and he can come and speak to us. The problem is that sometimes we're just not tuned in and sometimes we're not listening. Perhaps the verse Corinthians 16 describes our experience a bit more realistically. It says in verse 12, now we see things imperfectly like puzzling reflections in a mirror. Do you ever feel like it's that way sometimes with God when you're trying to understand what his plan is for your life, what you're trying to understand what his will is, what you're trying to listen to God, and it's like puzzling reflections in a mirror. And you're thinking, man, how do I make sense of all this? Then it says, there's coming a time where we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. What a wonderful place to be. That time when God comes and reveals himself to us and we will stand face to face before the almighty God and he will say, well, what will he say? What will he say over you? I'll tell you what I want to hear. I want to be standing in front of the Almighty God and hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. That's what I want to hear. And so I know that now I need to keep short accounts with God. I need to keep short accounts with all the things that I'm messing up and getting wrong. 
and the times when I'm not following him as I should and keeping short accounts with God on these things. But there's coming a time where we will know completely, even as he knows us completely. Now, listening is an interesting exercise. I don't know if you've ever thought about this. We hear all the time. Some of you are listening to me. By now, some of you might have zoned off into thinking about that lovely soup at lunchtime. (laughs) You might have zoned off into thinking about the thing that you forgot to do before you came out this morning. And so when it comes to listening, we need to really listen actively. We need to listen carefully, and we need to know how to interpret what we hear. And so I thought, how can we illustrate this today? Because listening is a difficult thing. And I, I, I wanted some volunteers to help me today. Okay, it's a simple little exercise. I just need some people who think they're good at listening. Okay, don't shake your head, Nathan. You might be better than you think. Okay, I need a volunteer from this side, a volunteer from the middle, and a volunteer from this side. And what I want you to do is to be able to listen and to just draw down what I'm explaining to you, okay? So can I have three volunteers, one from each section, please? Okay, I've got my pads here. We're all ready um, and prepared. So who's going to volunteer from this side? If, if not, well, Derek, your mum volunteered you. Well done. From this side, from the middle, who's want to volunteer? Laura. Okay, there you go. And from this side... Okay, who's going to volunteer? Gillian. Gillian. Well done. I love the way people volunteer in this church, okay? I'm going to volunteer some people to do the toilets that same way. (laughs) Now, you need to listen really carefully. Our volunteers, where are they? So we've got Derek, Laura, and Gillian. You need to listen carefully, okay? I'm going to read this so that I don't make any mistakes, okay? Because I want you to to really get the information and I want you to draw down what I'm telling you to draw down, okay? Are you ready? Derek, you're looking quite pensive there. Are you ready? That look said I was born ready, okay? So here we go. Listen really carefully. Draw, I'm just going to read it. I'm not going to add to what I've written down, okay? Because that's what I normally do when I sermonize is add to it. So I'm not going to do that. Listen carefully. Draw an egg shape. And we need to be really quick with this, okay? Okay, next. Draw a circle touching the egg shape. Are we done? Okay. Draw a small circle inside the circle you have just drawn. Hurry up, Jolene. Oh, you finished? Okay. Okay. Draw three straight lines inside the egg shape. You ready? Next. Jolene, you've got too much carry on your head today. Okay. Draw... Two small lines coming out of the circle that touch at one end. Draw two small lines coming out of the circle that touch at one end. 
Do you need that again? This circle. You've only drawn one circle. Sorry, I said I wouldn't add to this. You need to listen and just do what I'm telling you to do, okay? So the, the last instruction was draw two small lines coming out of the circle that touch at one end. Have you done that? Repeat just below. I'm only reading what's here, Robert. Don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> okay, time's marching on, guys. Draw two longer lines coming out of the egg shape. Have we got it? <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to seeing these pictures. Okay, draw a line to join up these two lines. Okay, draw three straight lines inside the shape you have just created. Jeanette, that's cheating. Okay. There is a point to all this. We're almost there. Two last instructions. Okay. Draw two lines coming out of the bottom of the egg shape. And your final instruction. Are we ready for it? Draw... (laughs) Draw draw two short lines coming out of the lines you have just drawn. And that's us finished. Jackie breathes a sigh of relief. She's like, oh, this listening is such hard work. Okay, would you guys like to come up and just show the congregation what you've drawn up? You come, stand up here. Come on, Jillian, don't show them, show everybody. Okay. Up here, up here where everybody can see you. Right, I want you to hold up your creation and show people what you have done. I'm coming down here so I can see, okay? Right, okay. Right. Very small, okay. That's interesting. Let me see yours, Jillian. Now, that's really interesting, eh? Because what I was trying to get you to draw is actually this. So it just goes to prove that listening's a difficult exercise. Round of applause for our volunteers. We're going to keep these. Thank you. Man, that's... I think... Whose was this one? Oops. Was this your one, Laura? It kind of almost looks bird-ish, doesn't it? Well done. So... But it just goes to show you how difficult listening is. And one of the problems in that exercise was that there was a lack of context. If I had said to you that I'm going to get you to draw a little bird and I'm explaining how to draw that, that would give you context, wouldn't it? There was a whole bunch of seemingly unconnected facts and and to you, to your brain, they were kind of somewhat unconnected because you lacked that context. 
And though everybody was listening, even everyone else in the con- congregation was listening, it was hard to conceptualize what was being said. And this is where it becomes difficult for us when it comes to listening to God as well. And listening to God isn't just a simple thing that we learn overnight. Sometimes God speaks to us through his grace and and, and we can get it right away and it's for a specific situation and for a specific time. And God speaks to us and we go, that was God speaking to me there and we'll talk more about that. But what we need to understand is the context into which God speaks. So we have an incredible gift that gives us context into how we interpret what we feel God is saying. And that context is something that we have been gifted with for centuries now, and we call it the Bible. And the Bible is a way that God reveals himself to us as we pray, as we meditate on it, as it's taught Sunday by Sunday, and in other places where we learn. And we begin to develop an understanding of who God is, and that gives us a context into which God can speak. We understand, we can begin to understand who God is and how he works. And when it comes to prayer, this whole area of listening is so important. We've been talking about hope the last couple of weeks, if you remember. And we talked about how we can hope in the things which God has said. If God hasn't said it, then perhaps it's wishful thinking. Or perhaps it's our own desires and our own uh, motivations that are driving us. And we can have hope in those things as well. But there's a sureness, a steadfastness about the hope that we can have in Jesus. Um, when it comes to prayer and specifically listening, we need to consider what it must be like for us to try and listen to God who has an eternal perspective and sees everything and everyone from the beginning to the end. I don't know about you, but it makes me feel really, really small. The fact that the God who created everything that we can see who existed before time, who is the eternal God, all-knowing, all-present, all-powerful, and yet tiny little me can come to God and pray about something and he will speak and give an answer into that situation. That, for me, is incredible. And I'm going to give you an example of how God has spoken into my life uh, over the years. And it's a very specific example. And I know that some people are thinking about jobs just now. This is a situation that I found myself in. And uh, it was back in 1999. Now, I've put up the April calendar for 99 because I'm going to walk you through how God spoke. Because it's all good and well talking about listening to God. But how do we hear God? How do we get through the difficulties of trying to interpret what God is saying? And I was in a position in Mitsubishi where I was about to be made redundant. And there was a lot of insecurity amongst my colleagues. People had already been leaving. There was a lot of stuff going on. And it was just a difficult place to be. And uh, I had already been digging my escape tunnel Uh, many years before that, but it collapsed quite a few times. So I felt God was saying, you need to stay where you are. 
and I remain faithful to the call of God in my life to be an employee in Mitsubishi for all those years until it came to 1999 where God says, now it's time to move on. Now it's time you've learned all that you can learn in Mitsubishi. I'm going to take you on to something else. And here's where it started on the 2nd of April 1999 when I telephoned the office of an organization called Scottish Crusaders, it's now Urban Saints, and I asked for an application form for a post that Mary had spotted in the newspaper. She had shown me, and I thought, I think I could do that. And then on the 7th of April, my application form arrived. On the 19th of April, it was posted away, and I prayed over this situation, and I prayed that God would do his will. If it was the right thing for me, if this was God's job for me, then that he would give me this job And on the 23rd of April, in my daily reading, I came across this. And at that point in time, I was using the Oswald Chambers, my utmost for his highest. I know that Trevor and Laura use that. I'm thinking about going back to that myself. I love that as a daily reading plan. And on this day, it was 1 Corinthians 3.9, which talked about laborers together with God. Now, something happened when I read those words. The Holy Spirit made something come alive inside me. You know how you can read the Bible and in the Sundays you read the same passage and something happens inside. Okay? You know, I was trying to think, how do you explain this? Okay? And I can only think, well, there's probably a million and one ways to explain it, but I remember the moments where you saw the girl that you fancied. Do you know that? Do you you remember that moment where you saw the girl that you fancied or the boy that you fancied? Right? And something happened inside and you went, oh, right? <laughs> you can see all these people, right? But then you see that one person and you go, oh. You just get something happen inside, okay? And, and for me, it's kind of similar to that. Something happens inside that you can't explain and you go, laborers together with God. God's saying something here. And I'm not entirely sure what it is, but I know that he's speaking to me. On the 28th uh, of April, did that just go to the 28th? No, it didn't. There we go. I had a first interview. But during the time between uh, the last entry and this one, I'd read Matthew chapter 6, 25 to 34 out with my daily readings, reading the Bible uh, for myself. And uh, it was the passage that talks about seeking after his kingdom and his righteousness. And it really stood out to me. Matthew 6.33. Seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And so I went into that first interview with a confidence that God was speaking and that God was doing something. And the following day, I received an invitation to come back for a second interview. And lo and behold, on the 18th of May, what popped up in my daily reading but Matthew chapter 6? Again, back to the daily reading this time. And it talked about, behold, uh, the fowls of the air and consider the lilies. Because one of the things that I was struggling with was coming out of the security of working for an employer for 10 years into a job that was a three-year contract. Well, what happens at the end of the three years? What next? What if it doesn't get renewed? And to go from that position of having kind of relative security to go to this place where you think, this is a new venture for me. I know how to fix things. 
I know what electronics is. I know how to solve problems and do all that kind of stuff. This is all about people. How do we do this stuff? And God speaks into the situation and he knows. And he's thinking about my worries about financial uh, issues. And I know that he's beginning to speak into this situation. On the 19th of May, I go for a second interview. And there are a number of things which I felt prompted to do in that interview. Had to pop into my folks' house on the way home from the interview. And so it was probably about 10 o'clock or so at night when I arrived back at the house. And if you remember our little house in Fault House, the first one, um, for those who were in the youth at that time, Fiona, you'll probably remember it. You come up and you drive down this wee horrible road and our house was just in there. And I get to the end of the road on Bridge Street and as I'm driving in, something happened inside. There was something inside, I can only describe it as a little voice or an understanding or an awareness and it was, it was the words, this is your job. And it was just such a powerful thing. And I, I drove around the corner, and driving into my driveway. All this happened in under a minute. And as I came into the driveway, Mary's standing at the door with the phone. And she says, it's Kevin Simpson. He wants to speak to you. Well, he was one of the guys on the interview panel. And I was offered the job that very night. Ta-da! Gold star. <laughs> but it wasn't finished. Because on the 21st of May, which was the Friday, in my daily reading, it came to Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. And if I needed a final confirmation, this was it. Seven weeks had passed in this process. Seven weeks of praying, seven weeks of listening to God, seven weeks of trying to listen to the instructions and make sense of what God was saying and not knowing in the early days just exactly how this was all going to work out. And yet God was speaking. Can I highlight something here? Can I highlight the importance of spending time with God every day? Because it was in that discipline that God was able to speak. If I was going about doing this and getting on with my life and not listening to God, how would I ever hear what he was going to say? And I knew that this was my job. I knew that I was called to this, which is why when it came time to leave Urban Saints as it is now and come into the church, that I needed to hear very clearly that this was the right thing because he'd clearly led me in and he would need to clearly lead me back out again. God wants to speak into our situations. We need to position ourselves in such a way that we can listen and hear what he is saying. And many of you have been in that place, and I'm sure many of you could come up here and tell your story about how God led you, how God spoke. And you know what? I would love to hear some of those stories being shared from here because it's important. It's how we tune into what God is wanting to say and do in our lives. I'm going to stop there because uh, we're going to do communion. I would like us to take up this subject a wee bit further because there's so many things that I haven't even touched on or shared today. 
But I hope today has been practical, helped you to grasp that listening uh, is an active thing. It involves discipline. It involves writing things down, keeping note, keeping track of the things that God is saying to us. And there comes a point where we get clarity over what God is saying. God can speak in an instant as well. He can speak in an instant into your situation, the thing that you're praying about. God can speak into that. And that encouraged me as well.